0: FinTech Hunting is hosted by Michael Hammett, JD, CMT, keynote speaker, author, and founder and president of Next Level Advisors. Join Michael as he seeks out tech visionaries, leading lenders, trailblazing executives, and other financial influencers to bring you actionable insights and lead generation tactics, all centered around industry greatness and success.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to FinTech Hunting. You guys are in for a treat today. We have a very special guest, super knowledgeable in the mortgage space, not just on the lender side, but on the vendor side. Uh, We've been on a number of focus groups together, panels together, and I could not be more excited to welcome Joe Dahlin, the Senior Vice President of Strategy and Sales at First Close. Joe, welcome to the show.
0: All right, Michael, thank you for letting me join your event. This is great.
1: Well, it is great to have you. First and foremost, are you safe? Are your family safe? Everyone
0: doing all right? Yes, uh, the girls are back from college, though, so we're no longer empty nesters over here. Um, So, yes, they're all healthy and safe, and they're all here, and so it is kind of nice during these kind of challenging times to have them home, and so I can keep an eye on them, but wow, quite the disruption, as you can imagine.
1: Absolutely. We're in the exact same boat. We are empty nesters. We have both girls home from college, but like you said, it's nice to have them home. We know that they're safe. So that's first and foremost. So let's talk. I mean, I I know you're at first close. We'll get to that in a few minutes. We'll get to, you know, a lot of your observations on mortgage technology, but first and foremost, you've been on both sides of the fence. You've been a lender. You've been a vendor. You've been a consultant in the industry. You have a wealth of experience. What are you seeing in the market right now as it relates to everything that's taken place with the coronavirus and the impact it's having on the mortgage industry?
0: I think it's pretty, uh, pretty amazing. I've never seen, I think we can all say that we've never seen a market quite like this, right? But I can tell you that from my experience that um, while we were never seeing something like this, I'm confident that, that with our experience in the last financial crisis, along with the amazing pace of innovation. That will make it through and will recover quickly. Um, I see disruption right now, really in the non-QM space. It's basically stopped and stalled. Um, prices on the MBS side have gone haywire, right? I mean, rates were super low, you know, 60 days ago, but today, you know, people are just—you you should hang out because it, the rates have popped up uh, dramatically. And liquidity on the back end is tough. Um, people are restructuring their guidelines. They're not being as aggressive um during this time and we've seen a little bit of a shakeout I, I i feel bad for our consumers that are going through a purchase experience right now um because imagine trying to move right now and get into a new home and all of that type of stuff it's stressful enough for a consumer but to add this disruption on uh seems crazy seems crazy so if you're doing a lot of purchase money business out there this is definitely Uh, Definitely a challenging time. It's great if rates, you know, can can come back to where they were a couple weeks ago. I think that will be a a big help. Um, But, you know, right now, get ready for the tsunami of refinances, right? Um, That's for sure.
1: Exactly. So let's touch upon it. Great mortgage insights right there. And I'm sure we'll continue with some more of those as we talk. But you're now with First Close. Tell me, you know, you've been in the industry, you've seen a lot of different innovation, you've seen a lot of different companies, you've
0: been on the lending side, the vendor side. Why First Close? Well, really First Close, you know, is is a, a profitable company. They've been around for 20 years and they got tremendous resources, right? I think when you're working in some of the um, you know, the newer the newer type of models that we have today it's challenging because you know you got to really run the gamut of having you know not all the greatest resources available to you so that was the first thing uh you know just a experience um you know cash flow um successful clients and those type of things really make a difference right and so where i'm focusing on the strategy side is really kind of helping them really compete uh, out there, I think, on the uh, innovation side related to uh, this point-of-sale experience, right? And the reason that I thought this was such a great move for me and having that experience as being a lender for 25 years, and then being on the SaaS software side, selling SaaS and developing SaaS software, to now understanding that I have a full-on, giant pipeline on the back end that can really prepopulate anything. The services that First Close provides for the home equity business is turnkey. I mean, you could literally draw your docs and fund your loan in a couple hours if you wanted. That's how quickly you could do everything that First Close does. So taking that giant pipeline and then, you know, helping our clients bring that to the point of sale, I think is an outstanding position for me to be in. And that's why I'm very excited that I joined First Close. Fantastic. I couldn't agree more. Uh, They're doing
1: some amazing things, a lot of great innovation with the Home Equity, and I'm excited to see what you do with them at at the point of sale. So with everything going on with the coronavirus, with all of the conferences being canceled, with the inability to get FaceTime with your clients, what kind of challenges does that create as you try to really build up the momentum and really introduce this innovation to the marketplace?
0: yeah that's that is a little bit of a challenge you know um we're we're down to doing a lot of zoom calls and go to meeting calls and things like that, and this is really kind of a i think it's a little bit better time to talk to executives actually. They're out of their office, they're not in their office, they're into a different type of environment now. now they're really pondering and thinking. you know I think the biggest challenge that I had you know working on the point of sales side is to get an executive sit down. And really think about what's happening now, and really where they want to be at in the future, so they can position themselves. And I think this type of environment really does allow me to really get to know my clients a lot better. Um, You know, there's uh, it's not just superficial. Get right into business right now. I think people are a little bit more relaxed at home. They're getting a little stir crazy from being at home, right? And they have a lot of ideas. And so they really just want to bounce those off of somebody and really get feedback, and that's what really I try to do. I, I'm really like you, Michael. I'm not I'm not a consultant, right? And I help people with my experience really strategize, and I, I listen to the pain points they have, and, and 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 the needs they really that they're trying to figure out, and I really tailor a solution. That's really what's cool about First Close is that you can tailor a solution. I have, you know, the product bench is so deep that I could tailor an individual solution and plug it in and get them live right away. So then they could experience and then they could take that next step to in introducing some more interactive products or leveraging some products that they really needed this time that's really stalled their pipeline. So for me, it's this has kind of been, you know, a terrible thing, obviously it's a terrible thing. But it actually makes people really think and really stop and slow down where I felt like previous to this, I had to really, you know, hope they'd be focused enough in this meeting, right? Like I could never get a meeting and try to knock something out in a half an hour. I really had to get an hour because I really needed to get more information done. And now I can, I got them captive, in other words, right? They're 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 captive and and then they're really, you know, they want to talk about it. So that's where you really get to, I think, really showcase uh, you know, really what the services that we provide. So I think it's been bittersweet in many cases.
1: Interesting and I I think you make an excellent point you know now that the lender the executive at the lender shop has a little bit more time to think I think they're doing a couple of things they have chance to jump on a zoom or go to like you mentioned I think they also start to rethink and reimagine what should their business look like going forward I think Mm -hmm. they're finding some efficient inefficiencies I think they're finding some friction points And by pushing almost all of these companies to go completely remote, it's really allowed them to analyze hey, where do we have some of these bottlenecks? Where could we improve? So I agree with you. I think they're much more open to exploring options and really looking at what could help move the process forward. Since you've been in the industry for so long, besides everything going on with the coronavirus, where do you see some of the latest innovation in the industry? What are some of the things that you think? people are focused on not just during this crisis but what were some of the things they were looking at to innovate to improve uh, as we started 2020
0: well this is this is something that's really that's a great question this is something that is really kind of passionate on my side because i get a chance to really you know think outside the box right and 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 and, and i'm not really trying to sell them something i'm just trying to help them educate right but some of the things that i've seen uh, as of recently that we've solved is that appraisers can't get in homes appraisers don't want to go in homes inspectors uh, don't want to go in homes realtors don't want to do bpos on the inside right nobody wants them to come in their home nowadays and so we have actually a product that we're leveraging right now that is a touchless type product right contactless type product where we get the borrower involved so a lot of times you know first close has this pcr report that we do which is a combination of any type of avm that you want uh with also a property inspection and that is either exterior photos, interior photos, or whatever the case may be. Well, now we've created this little app that we can invite the consumer to take part in this process, right? So they don't have to schedule an inspection and wait for weeks. Does somebody show up to do their inspection? We can actually help them out with that right now in a few minutes. So what they ha- what happens is, is that the consumer receives a text message. They click on the text message. They download this quick little app, and then they take interior and exterior photos. But they're geofenced on their subject property. So they can't go and take their neighbor's homes or anything else, they have to take their own home's photos. And who knows better than the home than the homeowner, right? And so they go through this quick little app and within five minutes they're done taking their photos and they could send it in. Not only does it save time, but we actually have great photos that that really help out the organizations and the chief officers because they know that those were the photos in real time, right? Um, and you can communicate through the app and everything else. So that's been one innovation that I've seen that has really touched off a, a, a huge gamut, I think that people need right now. And it, it's great for construction lenders. It's great for you know, doing, uh, doing draws and draw requests where you need on, online photos and everything else. Um, and the actual photos are geotagged inside of the report, so that's really, really neat, and we've had a couple that just just wanted the photos, and they didn't want to have the AVM on top of that. Some want to have them all connected together and want us to deliver a copy right back to the borrower, and so we're doing that too as well, so that's been pretty innovative, and then everybody in the last three weeks have been calling us, hey Joe, help us out, you know, you basically do everything for us on a home equity loan. Now, can you help us sign the documents? (laughs) So e-signing is, you know, e-signing, e-closing is a big deal right now, right? And so thankfully, our industry really has been marching towards that for a long time, right? I mean, I think it was in 2007, you know, I was deploying an e-note when nobody was buying it, right? (laughs) And now everybody should be going this route, right? So there's a couple of huge highlights here that are really making executives of banks and credit unions and large independent mortgage bankers really rethink. Like, wait a second, you know, my branch might not even be open right now, right? So how are you going to service your people? So this is really going to spur a lot of innovation. I mean, I bet you right now, if you're in the e-closing business, and we have a solution for e-closing too, but if you're in the e-closing business, you're as busy than you ever have been, right? Because now everybody wants it.
1: So let's talk a little bit more as we talk innovation. One of the things is I was going to some conferences at the start of the year, you know, before all of this hit. I think for the last couple of years a lot of people have have focused on the point of sale the front end you're very well seasoned in that area Mm -hmm. but what i was seeing at the beginning of this year was somewhat of a transition saying hey we can have all the great point of sale tools but if it still takes us 45 50 60 days to close on a loan because of all of our back-end processes we're really not delivering the great customer experience that that borrowers are looking for so i saw and heard a lot of people talking about back end processes. Any cool innovations you were seeing? It doesn't have to be currently from you know who you're working with now, but you know since you've been out in the industry, what were some other innovations or some ways people were trying to address some of those back
0: end issues? Yeah, I think we're I think we're dealing with that pretty well as an industry. I mean, I know First Close is First Close has some really incredible products and the way they bundle their products together. Um, basically, you know, you close your home equity line this afternoon if you wanted. I mean, from hello to here's your money within seconds, right? Um, and I think you're right. I, I would have to say that, you know, actually, I felt it for the last year, where people were really focusing in on, okay, let the loan officer drive the experience. If there was a loan officer that could drive, how do we help them out in the lender portal, you know, um, and keep them out of the LOS, because they're no good in the LOS, right? Right. And so, so, so that's important. And I think if they realize something, that a few very smart originators and a few very smart operations folks have said hey without the loan officer involved in the LOS right our back office can do much better at fulfilling this thing quicker right and and you know with the good customer experience up front that they're getting through these point of sale type technologies is that allows them to gather this documentation quickly the biggest thing that i've seen and i think it's going to be the trend that we'll see definitely moving forward is leveraging data not documents. You need to leverage the data better, right? And that's really a reason why I came to First Close because they have so much data. I mean, I swear with a couple of these reports that we have at First Close, I think I fill out like 80, 90% of the 1003, right? And so I think we're getting there. I think we'll see leveraging of data a lot more now. And that that should expound the amount of touches that you need on a file, therefore reduces cost and expunges the days it requires you to close. We need to be sub 20 days for closings on first mortgages. We need to be probably five days on, on HELOP and uh, home equity closings, right?
1: Couldn't agree more. And I, I think, you know, technology and innovation can be a great tool for that. One of the things I have a lot of lenders on these shows, and, and one of the things they always mention is, Michael, It could be the coolest, the shiniest new toy. It can provide a ton of functionality. But if it doesn't fit within my tech stack, it's really no good to me so how do you when you're talking to lenders from whatever company you've been at because you've got a wealth of experience in the industry whether it's point of sale whether it's with your current provider how do you address that with lenders so that they feel comfortable that it's going to fit within their tech stack
0: yeah that's a that's a good one i mean i think you know there are banks and credit unions, typically they have a stack, right? They have the core banking platform, which we don't have an in independent mortgage banking land, right? You know, we don't have that. Well, as we're doing is selling mortgages, we're not selling all these other products, but you get into it have deeply and heavily with banks and credit unions because they have that core banking platform and you've got to leverage the core banking platform. And a lot of people are not really good at doing single sign-ons into core banking platforms, right? And so um, that's the first thing. You've got to be able to leverage that at the point of sale and make it safe and secure um and so you really got to work with their with their tech stack um i'm not seeing so much um you know as far as independent mortgage bankers having any kind of a a tech stack themselves other than the fact unless they're driving their own piece I, i think we've seen some of that but you know they're really just trying to use best of breed products so they're not really worried about that it's really mostly for banks and credit unions that are having that issue and if you can integrate to their software and you have a nimble way of leveraging your api you kind of need to think of it like a microservice, right? And so your microservice needs to run and then automatically be placed into their environment, right? Yes, Absolutely. like most companies, we have standard integrations that work, right? But you know, a lot of times we're leveraging a direct, you know, one-to-one ratio of an a- API that we're plugging in to their environment so they can leverage that data.
1: So you mentioned safe and secure. Let's talk about that a little bit. I I think it's one of those things is as people are going remote, as people are looking for ways to say, hey, I can't have an appraiser go in the home, as Mm -hmm. certain county recorders are closing and people are trying to do more online, there's that, you know, hey, it's great that we're pushing all of this forward, but how do we help make sure that the lender and more importantly, the borrower feels that this information is safe and secure? What are things that we can do as an industry to help ensure that so we don't see a huge spike in fraud? So we don't see a lot of the things that caused some of the you know, meltdown in 2008 and lead up to that. How can we avoid and
0: learn from some of those areas this time around? Okay, well, this is really important. And there's been huge advancements, I think, in our business. And this is not just first close that I'm talking about. It's really all of us, right? And um, I kind of consider it as a, a, a three-letter acronym. It's called IAM, Identity Access Management. Basically, think of single sign-on and optimized security with through all the digital touch points that basically you need to adopt an identity management. You need to adopt a, an attitude of zero trust. You never trust, you always verify. And so what you'll see today is a lot of people that are out there. Like for example, one that I have direct experience with is a company called Auth0, Auth0. Amazing, amazing tool, amazing product, very secure. And they handle all the single sign-ons and everything else. So when a customer comes to your point of sale or you know your websites or things like that, that you're doing landing pages, you can easily have a single sign-on, right? And so I was trying to leverage that from the very early on in my career where I would take people to single sign on from from LinkedIn, for example, right? So if you're doing a LinkedIn ad and you go to a landing page, don't make me create an account. Let me sign in with my LinkedIn. Now, if you sign in with my LinkedIn, Michael, what do you have? Well, you have my last two years for sure of history on my 1003, I got your job title. How long you been there, right? Your industry perspective. Um, I basically got a lot of information that can pre-fill a 1003 for you, right? So again, you need to do that and you need to do that safely and securely. And so identity access management is a huge, huge thing right now. And you're probably not seeing a lot of that, but, um, but I think we'll, we'll see a lot of it uh, in the future too as well. And it's not just your customers, right? Think about like you just said a few seconds ago, all of these people are at home. What are they doing at home? They're processing loan files at home It's your operations piece, as your operations piece did we all give them computers to go home with? Are they secure? Are they are they are they accessing the files via uh, you know, a VPN? Well, you can also do single sign-on into your into a lot of your core platforms yourself um, on the back end. Even Encompass has a you know two-factor authentication. That's but it goes way beyond that nowadays, right? So um, I think you'll see identity access management become like a huge issue in our industry that everybody can thankfully easily solve with some great tools.
1: Exactly. And I think where people will start focusing more of their energies is now that the dust is settling a little, people are trying to get acclimated to this new normal of working remote, not going into the office and everything like that. I think people are going to start identifying more tools like that. So that was a great tip for everyone. I'm sure a lot of our listeners are going to go back, take some notes from that. Any other industry observations that you're seeing as we're kind of winding down. What are some of the things that you're most excited about in 2020? What are some of the things that you think are going to happen in the industry? And what should we be on the lookout for?
0: Okay, well, I think uh, verification of identity is a big thing now, right? Um, You know, you have these fintech lenders who are really raising their market share with the tools that they've built and the ease of experience that they've have. But, you know, a lot of them are leveraging, you know, different, uh, you know, identity management tools um and you know verification of identity that's a big thing you know and you can wipe that out at the point of sale by you know i think that we have quite a few people in our business that are really being innovative about that And there's some really good solutions out there but you know you need to make it easy uh for them uh the consumer and you know it can't be uh, it can't be something where it, it 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 requires them to do a lot of steps because they're just going to bail on you right so and you have to strategically do it at the right time i don't think the right thing is it's like you know It's an industry. Why are we so foolish? Make everybody come to our website and create an account first. First thing you do is create an account. Wait a second. I'm not sure sure I want to do business with you yet. What's your rate today? You know, Let them use the rate tool. Let them get into the application and then save your account if I want to continue with you, right? So transparency is a big thing. Verification of identity is a big thing. But my gosh, you know what the hottest thing is right now is e-closing and e-signing and e-recording. I mean, everybody's going to be doing that, right?
1: exactly and do you think the industry is prepared to do
0: them and do them right well i think we have some really good players in it you know there's some people that have been doing it for a long time and i think you know you look at those guys and uh i know most people don't pay attention to mismo and everything else but now we have the new 1003 that hopefully it will probably finally come out right but you know the gses and the way they're doing their data and leveraging their data i think we're really kind of coming into it now that we have some really good talent on the e-signing and e-closing side. I hope that we're leveraging those people, you know, thought leaders, you know, that are out there today that are really crushing it. The Tim Andersons of the world and the, you know, uh, Charlie Epperson's and the, um, you know, Harry Gardner's of the world that have built just amazing, amazing uh, processes all the way through. So we should be listening to those folks today because it's a reality. And, you know, the quickest way to get through something like this that's going to force change to happen is if the national notarization laws get changed and they pass a bill and everybody has to be this way. We clearly are taking some big steps. So that might be a game changer for the way that we do business. Right.
1: Well, and I think some of it has to be forced. Right. I mean, we've been in the mortgage industry for a long time. We talk about innovation, but you know there, there's still a lot of laggers. It's been slow, but when it's forced either by the consumer, the potential borrower, or now with the current market conditions, I think we may see a flood of new innovation to handle a lot of these new processes. Joe, I can't thank you enough for joining our show today. You've shared so many great insights. I know our listeners are going to go back and check out a few things. If people want to get a hold of you, if they want to talk to you in greater detail, how can they get a hold of you?
0: Okay. Yeah, great. Um, uh, You can reach me at First Close. It's uh, joe.dalin at firstclose.com. joe.dalin at firstclose.com. Check me out on LinkedIn or come to our website at firstclose.com. You'll see me there. Um, Those are the best ways to get a hold of me. Fantastic. Joe, stay safe out there. Thank you so much for joining the show today. All right. Thanks, Michael. Take it easy. You too. FinTech Hunting is brought to you by Next Level Advisors. Next Level Advisors, where businesses come to grow.